Electricast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into Missing the Point. I'm your host, Michael Marcangelo, joined alongside by Rayshon Buchanan and a very, very special guest, best friend of the show. She is now working for Mass Live, previously at the Boston Herald for 38 years. My favorite and yours, Miss Erin Caribbean. How are you doing? I'm doing well. God, the season's about to start. So, I mean, that's a good time. You know, I used to think about the start of football season as like a real happy spot. But now since Tom Brady left, I think of talking to you as a real happy spot. And that also means that football season it, it is upon us. So we're going to get into all of the Patriots uh, offseason debacle. And we're going to get into their early season, their opener against the, the Eagles. And we'll even do what we did last year where we picked... Uh, their wins and losses. And by the way, you hit it right on the head last year. You said eight and nine. Yep. On this show, you said eight and nine. I did. So we'll, try, didn't really. we'll try and strike that again. But first, I, I you know I I want to ask, you know, uh what what led to the transition from the, the Herald, which you were there for, as I mentioned, 38 years now uh, to now Mass Live. Uh I'll I'll use the, the I'll use a familiar line. Uh I got an offer I couldn't refuse. How's <laughs> that? It's perfect. Uh <laughs> Um, well, I, I really, uh, you know, I wasn't, I, God, if you're at somewhere 38 years, you think, you know, that's where you're going to be. And I thought I would, you know, be the one to close the lights on the Herald. <laughs> I'd been there so long, but Mass Live reached out to me and uh, they had a, a position opening that they were, were hoping uh, that I would accept. And after meeting with them, trying to make a long story short, uh, it's a good move for me at this stage of my career and, you know, having a little more stability. And I mean, it's a digital outlet. And, you know, unfortunately and sadly, you know, newspapers are, are dying and there's no way around that. And, uh, I just think I have a better shot at Mass Live of continuing the career I love for as long as I want. Now, have have there been any day-to-day -day differences in, let's just say, the last couple of years while working for the Herald and now your first couple of months working at Mass Live? Is it is it just like you were, uh, we were talking before, the structure is a little bit different? Yeah. 
I mean, it's, well, when news happens, you're, you know, when I started at the Herald, you know, news would happen if it happened at nine or 10 at night, then, you know, you go with something in the morning or, you know, if you write during the day and you've posted, you know, and you've filed the story to be posted the next day in the paper, your day was kind of over. But gradually that changed and, you know, newspapers had to adapt to the immediacy of the Internet, uh, social media and stories getting out. And you couldn't just sit on things till the next day or you're way late. So, you know, in that sense, um, you know, I've gotten used to, you know, kind of writing things all day long. <laughs> But it's even to a greater extent uh, at Mass Live uh, because you know it's a it's an outlet that not only uh, you know lives and dies by the the people who work for them and write you know cover teams and whatever it's a news outlet as well, but you know Mass Live also has a desk of reporters, trending reporters who, for lack of a better word, regurgitate news from everywhere. So, you know, people come to the site and you can read people like me who cover specific teams, but you're also getting, they're also incorporating stories, you know, trending stories. You know, someone from the globe might break a story. Well, guess what? It's, it's there. Somebody might have something interesting that somebody said it, you know, Raphael Devers might have said something interesting to a national reporter or whatever. And, you know, that's that's on the site as well. So we're constantly pumping out news, constantly pumping out information and not just from the people who are actually covering these things, but from everywhere. Yeah, well, yeah. good, right? Yeah, no, so I, I mean, I know that the, the bread and butter obviously has been covering other pictures for a number, number of years, but um, I would assume that the Celtics may be on the horizon for you as well, because we saw uh, some pictures we had at the Garden earlier uh, this this year. So um, are you excited to get back into basketball? And just what are, you, what are your thoughts about the Well, I'm always excited to be where the best stories are. Okay. And, and there was a, you know, before I sort of got settled into the Patriots for the last 15 years or so, mm -hmm. I had like a middle decade and a half where they just bounced me everywhere. But the everywhere wasn't just some random place. If the Red Sox were hot, that's where I was. If the Celtics were hot, that's where I was. If the Bruins were in the Stanley Cup, that's where I was. You know, the Patriots were in the Super Bowl. So I get sent to all the best things. I covered all the best things. And uh, <laughs> and it was great. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I was very fortunate to be in that mold. But because, you know, my, my new bosses as well as, well, my old bosses knew this too, that I, I'm, I'm like, I would be one of Bill Belichick's favorite players. And we might have discussed this before <laughs> because I'm versatile. I can, I can show up anywhere and, you know, write uh, a legitimate competitive story or write a column as which is what I do. 
Well, I think we buried the lead for 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 long enough here. Let's let's get into the the nitty gritty of uh, of yeah. The that's patients. about me. God, you just put everyone, <laughs> you just put everyone to sleep. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, the fact that all this has happened over the last couple of months, and you still uh, the day before the, uh, the NFL regular season opens, they they time for us. Like we, you are you are our favorite. So, <laughs> but the reason that we have you on here is so that you can. I'll, you know, talk me off the off the ledge like you have the last two seasons. So, what word would you use to describe the Patriots' off season to this point, Karen? Uh, it. I think it's been mostly about recovery from last year's debacle, uh, and trying to get back into some kind of functioning place. Because last year was a debacle. And part of the reason for that was that, you know, Bill Belichick entrusted a couple of coaches who had never led an offense to lead an offense. And in the process, their quarterback went cuckoo. Uh, Everybody on the offense was questioning what what was going on. Uh, They had such a remedial offense that it, it was so, they were so easy to defend. They, they only did basic plays. And so basically I think this year has been about expunging last year, trying to get that everyone past that and back in a place where they're feeling a little more confident about themselves. And I think, Step number one was hiring Bill O'Brien. And I mean, I can, you can see it both on the field, just watching, you know, oh my God, somebody's in motion. Oh my God, action, really? It's a, it's a competitive NFL offense as opposed to whatever last year was. It's, it's, I mean, they do, the degree of d- difficulty just kind of escalated, uh, you know, because again, it, you know, Mac, it, the way it went last year, my understanding anyway, is if, okay, if plan B, A didn't work, there was just a plan B, no C, no D, no, I mean, there weren't many options off of each play. At least now Mac, even hearing him explain it, you know, they've given him the tools to succeed, meaning depending on what he sees, if the first two options he sees aren't going to work, there's several more options, you know, that he can, he can go to. And I just think, again, just talking to all the players, I think it's like Kendrick Bourne has been reborn. Um, The new players they've brought in, whether it's Juju Smith-Schuster Mike Gesicki, they're all kind of loving what this offense is and loving, you know, how Bill O'Brien is trying to utilize everyone and put it, putting them all in positions to succeed. Now, that being said, uh, the offensive line is worrisome. So all the, all the good and all the, all the, uh, all the advances they've made in the offense could possibly go for naught. 
If you can't block, really, Matt can't throw the football. And they might not be able to even run the football. But the good news, to get you off the ledge, is (laughs) several other starters, offensive line-wise, have been back practicing. I don't think they're 100%, but they they might have a, a more representative line than what we saw during the preseason, which was horrible. Yeah. I mean, that that's why, I mean, I know you use the verb recovery. Uh, for me, it's uncertainty, right? <laughs> because it, and, and it's centered around the offensive line, literally like that. The line right. is not going to be what it's, uh, what it's been in years past when, they, when they've won at high levels, then it's just like, you know, a lot of things will be for not, as you mentioned, but mm-hmm. you know, I want, I want to stay with Mac Jones because obviously this is year three. You know, year one, he, you know, has a, a piece of seats at throwing for 22 touchdowns, 10 picks, um, you know, becomes a, a pro bowler as well. Um, and obviously last year, for many reasons, was just uh, a, a down year. So just what 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 would a successful season look like for Mac Jones? Um, and do you think they move away from him if it's not what they envisioned, uh, you know, after, after the season? Yeah, I, I guess it depends on, <clears throat> I mean, again, record-wise, you know, they still might not make the playoffs and they still might be under 500. Mm-hmm. But if Mac has a season where he throws 25 to 30 touchdowns with eight to 10 picks, you know, that's a legitimately good season for him. For sure. And, and I actually think the team can be good. Again, I, I'm not putting them in contender category, but I think they can show that they're better than last year, but not necessarily, it might not necessarily reflect in the record based on the difficulty of the schedule. And also the fact that, you know, the AFC East looks like it's going to be a bear. So, no, uh, but good. Yeah. No, I I wanted to get back to Mac Mm. for a second. The other thing, along with this recovery for the offense, but it's it's specifically focused around the recovery of Mac, because I, he obviously lost his mind uh, last year. Uh, <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> and um, and again, it boggled the mind that they wanted to shift to an offense. Mike, the Shanahan offense, and then even dumb it down further than that. And basically you're taking away whatever advantage Mac Jones has as a quarterback. If you give him a paint by number offense, that's really simple. You know, it's not taking advantage of his best tools, his best tools, his brain, his ability to quickly process and see what the defense is doing and then knowing what play to to go to or knowing if the play that's called is going to succeed or not and to process process that really fast. So that's one of his best tools. The other is his quick release and his accuracy. None of those of his three best traits – could be on display last year, given how the offense was set up. Now, with Bill O'Brien here, Bill O'Brien, who's also 
you know, coached at Alabama where Mac is from and Mac thrived, between going back to the old offense, which we saw Mac thrive as a rookie, and adding in a lot of the RPOs and, and you know, similar type of plays where Mac excelled at Alabama, Mac is like a new man. He, he really is. He's been giddy almost uh, this year because of his his comfort level with the offense, his comfort level uh, on, on, again, it's like knowing what he needs to do or no, having an answer if, you know, the, the first first part of the play doesn't work. He knows what to go to because there is something to go to. So they've done their best outside of, you know, getting him a legitimate game-breaking type receiver, they've done what they could to make him more comfortable. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So you mentioned uh, that the offense last year had an an, an option A, maybe an option B, but there was no option C. Correct. How long... Now I'm I'm kind of a, I sit the dark blade here like I'm I'm a I'm a negative guy when it comes to build a GM. So how long do you think it will take before Mac doesn't have the time to get to an option C before he has a, another uh, sideline explosion? <laughs> well, I think what we saw in training camp too and in the preseason, some somewhat. I think Bill O'Brien. He's no fool. He recognizes that right now the line isn't providing time. It's not, you know, it's not allowing for plays to develop. So all we saw him call, both during training camp and the preseason, were a lot of these quick hitters, uh, a lot of play action to give you a little more time. You know, there wasn't really much going downfield where you know, you needed however many seconds for a play to develop. Everything was quick. But the but the, ultimately what will happen was, with that is defenses will say, well, they're not going downfield. We're not going to put two safety. We're not going to keep safeties back. And, and they will have a little easier time defending, you know, defending them ultimately, except, except unlike last year, the Patriots with a, the offense will have more tricks up its sleeve. More. Okay, so, yeah. I was going to say, do, do, do you, yeah, do you think at some point in time throughout the, throughout the season, right? Because I'm, I'm not talking about playoffs. So I, don't, I don't think anyone's on uh, the Patriots team that be talking about playoffs. <laughs> at some point in time, scheming will go, will take a back seat to talent. Yeah. Right. And that's and, what. All of us see, right. We, right? we do see that. And that's why nobody is 
not I don't know. Maybe a few people think they'll get to the playoffs. I don't. Um, but as I said, they will be better just just because they look like a 2023 office as opposed to something, you know, that you see in high school. Right? Right, right. So that's progress. You know, <laughs> that's progress. Um, and the, you know, and the D uh, on the other side of the ball, you know, they brought a lot of guys back and they drafted a corner number one. So they really think they'll be better this year, but I, I, I'm still saying prove it. And, you know, they were a top 10 defense last year. They just couldn't beat any of the good teams or good quarterbacks or mobile quarterbacks. Right. So they get they couldn't have scored though, Karen. Like the defense, I felt like the defense held up many times. They 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 legit could not score. And then the last game against Buffalo, right? Because if, it's, if another team scored twenty five, it was over. Yeah. Automatic loss. Yeah, yeah. Automatic loss. But so knowing that, it puts the burden on the defense to keep teams twenty and under. They couldn't do it against the Ravens. They couldn't do it against the Bills. They could again. They couldn't do it against Miami. They could. They couldn't do it against the teams they needed to, you know, stop to give themselves give, give themselves a chance. So, but I I do think they'll score more. But again, because of the offensive line, I think you're going to see. I I could be wrong. But I think you're going to see a really run-heavy offense. So that you know that will buy time. That will keep other teams off the field. That will take advantage of one something that is a strength in their first two running backs. Um, they don't have any depth after that. Yes. But I think I think Ramondre Stevenson is a legitimately. Mm-hmm. A very good, a very good back. Yeah. And I think because I know Ezekiel Elliott is old, but, but he, you know, he fits in perfectly because he has the same skill set as Ramondre, so that they can work well. I think in tandem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is they don't have a, They haven't replaced James White. They don't have a third down back. Uh. Ramondre might be your best third down back, but again, he can't play every down in every snap. Because uh, as we saw last year, he wore down. So don't I mean? I, so I, <laughs> that's that's funny you mentioned about Zeke being old and like the, the definitely well, definitely older running back years. But um, I was at someone on on Twitter or X, whatever they call it now. Um, they showed an old video of actually of Kevin Falk, and I and I and I quoted the tweet saying, "Man, if Zeke can be what Kevin Falk was, like maybe." Yeah. This offense would be a, a lot different. So, just you know, your, your thoughts on that because he, he's going to have to be a third, third down back, in my opinion, in order for them to be successful. Right. Um, and I, I remember like in 2020 when they were a top five uh, rushing offense. And I, I'm the only one on the show that enjoys the running backs like Mike and okay, like they, they, they could care less about running backs. I I love mm-hmm. the running back position. So, um, because I wanted to play when I was younger, but then I, I, I grew the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just what, what are your thoughts on Zeke being, being kind of like that Kevin Faulkner and James White type? Um, well, I, I think he has the hands for it. I don't know if he has the legs for it. 
again, yeah. you, the, the, the third down back is someone that once, you know, you get the ball to them in space and then they do something with it. Yeah. And that's why Ramondre was so good, but going back, that's why Kevin Falk was so good. That's why James White was so good. They had great vision. They, they had a great ability once they caught the ball, you know, to take it at least 10, 15, 20 more yards after the catch. Is Zeke going to be able to do that? Is he going to have that kind of an impact or are his gains going to be minimal? So in the Patriots offense, the third down back is huge because that's the guy they, that's so relied on, but also moves the chains, moves the sticks. So, you know, we'll see. I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Ezekiel's going to stink in that role, but... I just have some, you know, some reservations, right. you know, given his legs aren't quite as shifty and good as they used to be. Well, no, that's fair. Uh, speaking of moving the sticks, uh, no one has done that more over the last three years than Jacoby Myers, who the Patriots decided this offseason he was not worth investing in, but they could pay the exact same amount of money uh, for Juju Smith-Schuster, who, by all intents and purposes, is, is a... Is a, is, a, is a great number two, right? I think three years ago, we were talking about him as a number one. But there was a report out there uh, a couple of days ago that his knee is ready to explode. You talked to him about this, and, and, and he, I, I believe he said that Albert Breer was just was just searching for a story. You kind of said, well, isn't that's the job, isn't it? But based off of what you've seen, are they treating him as though his knee is on borrowed time? Well, I think he's... I think the fact that he wasn't in any of the OTAs raised some eyebrows and that kind of, you know, turned on everyone's meter saying, uh, you know, again, because he injured the knee uh, in the AFC championship game, he did get back for the Super Bowl and he did play well in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, but... You know, as as Bert reported, reports out of Kansas City is the Chiefs didn't resign him largely because they were, didn't want to give him the money he was looking for based on how they perceived the need to be. Okay, in kind of trying to shoot down the report, uh, Juju kind of, you know, I don't want to say supported it, but he he provided he provided. Uh, information that again would lend you to support the theory that his knee isn't very good. He, well, first he said it wasn't a ticking time bomb and you know, that maybe that's the case, but he did say that they had to, he called it a scope of kind of a clean out procedure that they had to do post Super Bowl. And then I guess he went on a flight to Japan not long after that. And the knee swelled up. Yep. Not unusual, but worrisome, nonetheless. And, you know, after, you know, he had issues on a very long flight, you know, then it was a matter of trying to get the knee back to some semblance of healthy. And I think that's why he, he you know, implied that's why they were cautious with him throughout the early camps. But once training camp started, he hasn't missed a beat. So 
In your opinion, though, uh, why do you think Bill? who has done nothing but produce over the last three seasons for what could be an unknown commodity in this type of an offense for Juju. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I think on paper, I'll give you another answer in a minute, but on paper, uh, Juju Smith's uh, career in terms of yak yards, yards after catch, were a lot better than Jacoby Myers, who caught everything but went nowhere. You know, his gains yeah. were, were minimal. You know, he'd kind of catch the ball, and I don't want to say go down, but... He wasn't a threat to take it to the house. He wasn't a threat to, you know, he was great at getting open and catching the ball. But in terms of those explosive type games, games that this team desperately needs, he wasn't that guy. Juju Smith-Schuster, his career uh, has been about yards after catch you know, making really good contested catches and also taking the ball another 20, 30 yards. I'm not sure he's that player anymore, you know, or uh, again, given knee trouble, age, whatever. Um, So when that trade happened, it, it was a head scratcher from my perspective. And the fact that why would you take away the one receiver Mac was most comfortable with? Why would you take away the guy that he always went to on third down and mostly delivered? Yeah. Well, ho- hopefully that becomes Kendrick Bourne again. I felt like they had great chemistry a couple of years ago. And then but because he was in a dark house with Matt Patricia and, and company last year, we just never seen him on the field. Then he comes back from Cincinnati. He's like, oh, like oh people oh he can actually play yeah he can so may- maybe maybe they regain their chemistry I know Hunter Henry was also right. someone who was in that list yeah so Mac has shown in in the you know in the camps and the nine the nine attempts he had in, in the one preseason game you know where his bread is buttered who he likes to throw to so and it might be Ramondre coming out of the backfield it's a lot of Hunter Henry and Kendrick Bourne, basically. Uh, my, so you asked why you don't know, you don't know why Bill would do that. I, I I think it's because Bill hates Mac Jones, so he wanted to deprive him of his favorite his biggie. But that's just a that's an easy right. as as Ray would say a lazy talking point. Um, but right, is- I, I, but yeah, I'll, let me just jump in. So yeah, there was a lot of theories behind it. You know, one being it was, you know, I'm going to continue to destroy you, Mac. If you thought it was bad with Matt Patricia, I'm going to take away all your. (laughs) Yes, that was one narrative going around. So was the fact that they seem to be getting rid of players that 
were open, showed open disgust for how, you know, the offense is going. But by that same token, Kevin uh, Kendrick Bourne is still here. Mac is still here. So, you know, I don't think that had many legs, but it was out there. But one of the, you know, one of the theories going around last year was obviously that Bill favored Bailey Zappi over Mac Jones. And I think one of the most uh, surprising developments that we saw in the offseason was the fact that Bill was willing to let Bailey Zappi go. Either, either he didn't care or he was okay with him not coming back, or he knew that other teams were not going to, we're not going to pick him up off the waiver wire. Uh, but then there was that other shocking move when they signed Matt, Matt Corral. So, Karen, is w- was the fall of Bailey Zappi just a testament to the fact that last year he looked okay in an offense that really had no structure, and now they have a real offensive coordinator in there, and maybe he's not as developed as we as we would think? Right. It's just, yeah, I, I think it totally is that. I think... I think in a paint-by-numbers offense, when everything you do, you know, everything is by rote, you know, drop pass there, pass there, do this, do that, no variation, right? And and he was he was fine with that, but now all all of a sudden there's a lot more complexity in the offense. And again, he's have, having to learn an offense and also have to learn. See, this offense, again, why it's suited to Mac, you have to think. You you have to process, a, again, know what the plays are, know the offshoots, and know what's going to work based on what you see. And again, that's the one, that's what made Tom Brady so great, or one of the things that made him so great was that, yeah, he'd be fed the play. He'd look out at at the defense, but no, uh oh, that's not going to work. I got to go to this, and he or he'd audible, or they would immediately go to Plan Z, <laughs> you know. And by and again, it was a simple signal by Tom, and everybody knew. Oh no, we're not doing A, we're doing F, based on what he sees, and it was that quick. But he was so quick to be able to recognize what was going to work and what wasn't Mac Jones. Again, they're putting him in the, in this, in the position again, to utilize that ability he has an understanding he has of defense to say, okay, Bill has, it's called this play. Yes, it's going to work. Oh, no, a isn't going to work. B isn't going to work. I'm going to go to C, but he'll know at the line he's going to C. Just by looking, and that, and for Bailey Zappi, that's a whole new thing. Whole new world, <laughs> right? That's just a whole new. And again, he's trying to learn, and it, and he looked frustrated by the whole thing, and and in the fact that the line wasn't blocking, and he was getting killed and running for his life, and it didn't, you know, it didn't pan out. I think Matt Corral. Again, if you're searching for a backup quarterback who is, has familiarity with the system, given he played for Lane Kiffin, who learned through at Alabama the same kind of system, you know, if something happens to Mac, you know, once they get Mac Corral up to speed, 
assuming Bailey doesn't progress, Matt, Car Matt Corral would be a better option as the backup. Does that make sense yeah. to you, Bryce? No, yeah, no. Listen, sure, 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 sure. Hope so. Um, once again, if you have two or three quarterbacks, you have none. So hopefully, Mac just steps up and be and becomes what he's supposed to be. But I, I want to transition to defense um a little bit because I feel like that's going to be uh, the color card, especially early on in the season. It's going to have to be uh, for them to be contenders eventually. So uh, Judon, I know, got kind of like the uh, the Stephon Gilmore bump in contract. Uh, this year, so I know probably next year he's going to be looking at something different. Um, do you think they end up extending him, or do you think they end up looking elsewhere um, after the season? Well, I think <laughs> I think the Patriots uh, are always looking for the I hate to say cheapest way, but they're always looking for the deal, you know, and. And in the past, and again, it goes back to having Tom Brady. You know, some of their better players, Teddy Bruschi being one, were willing to, again, not go for the ultimate dollar for what they were worth. They were willing to kind of compromise and and no. not, you know, have to, you know, be the highest paid or break the bank. You know, they were willing to play ball. Today's athlete, especially if you're not on a winning team, why are they going to play ball? What? Right? So I think once you, you get into a certain range, the Patriots just aren't going to go there. What? They're just not going to go there. Yeah, because, I mean, especially, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you saw the report already that came that dropped today with uh, Nick Bosa. Uh, on yeah. That from Francisco. I mean, listen, five years, 170, 122 and a half. Uh, guaranteed, and I'm just like, man, like if Judon if Judon goes up and has 19 or 20 sacks, <laughs> and 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 actually plays all 17 and, and is dominant all 17, I like it's, it's Taylor Jones part two. He's, he's gone. Like well, there's no throw one more at you. And, yeah. and again, he's not Judon, but I think because they have Judon, last year we saw Josh Uche. Yep. Yep. You know, rise up in the sack meter, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he's on the he's on the final year of his deal. If he gets somewhere around ten sacks, mm -hmm. the Patriots aren't going to pay him what the market is going to pay him. Yeah, just him go just say goodbye. No, yeah. because he's going to get money on the market. You know, pass rushers get money. Yeah, well, that I mean, but that's to me. So I I, I agree with that, but I also think it's also depending on what Keon when we see from Keon Mike Machine too. Now I know he's been a player and everyone's kind of gravitated to on um, the camp. Like I definitely have, you know, I know Mike has as well. Um, I think if he steps up and becomes that next guy, then it might be easier to see someone like Uche. Uh, or Judon. Why do you think, they, like, do you think they drafted him in the sec? Why did they? It's like. Oh yeah, they, I mean for did sure. They, Just did they sure. need him? No, but what they needed was somebody of his caliber. Mm -hmm. Because it, I almost think already in their mind, they're just not going to pay top dollar for whether it's Judon, Uche, or whoever. Yeah. When the time comes. Right. You'll get, you'll get one contract out of Bill. Just one. You're not going to get two high-paying contracts. Right. 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 Um, Judon already got his. Yeah. yeah. He, already, he already got his. And, but yep. it's, it's all the 
all the frustrations that I have with Bill as the GM, it all it's always on the offensive side of the ball, right? Because and it, it shows in his draft. He he prioritizes defensive players over right. offensive players. And people here, you know, that are in my age bracket say, well, that's because he had Brady. But if you look at it, he did it in Cleveland too. He he doesn't think that you need a great quarterback to, to win. You just need yeah. a game oh, manager. Again, what what's Bill's forte? It's defense. It's devising defense. He loves defensive players, loves them. And it's just, it's kind of staggering. It's like looking at the offseason and looking at, at how both both sides are constructed, all the depth, you know, all the second layer, third layer level depth is with the defense. The offense has none on any position, zero depth. Like if the first guy goes down, you're you're done. Really, right. I mean that's that's it, he just you, you know. And again, it's like you want to go, Bill, Bill. It's an offense-driven league, Bill. Wake up, wake. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need Bill. you need elite talent, and you need a lot of it on that side of the ball. More, yep. But it, he just, he's still of the mindset that, he, because, again, because he's smart and, you know, he can scheme up a defense to shut down the top people, you know, when he puts his mind to it. And the offense can just, will score just enough. I mean, and, but he also, again, good coaching you don't need great players. If you have great coaches, you'll be fine. But he's missing out on you need the great quarterback. Right. Yep. So I I honestly think that B- Bill being the defensive genius that he was, you know, he didn't need to have a whole bunch of world beaters on defense because he was so shrewd and smart game planning that – you know, when push came to shove, he could shut down a top offense long enough. He did it with the greatest show on turf. He's done it with Pat Mahomes for a half. He's, you know, he's able to scheme up and do things that at least get these great offenses off their game for at least a half. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, yeah. but he also had Brady on the other side who it didn't matter. If you and I were playing receiver, Brady would find a way. And he was doing that. for. And, I mean, there were years where they gave him talent. But Brady covered up all the warts on offense. And Bill covered up all the warts on defense. Well, now you don't have the guy on offense to mask any of it. You don't. And... And, you know, just based on what we see, Mac isn't the type of quarterback who can elevate, yeah. you know, good, not great talent like Brady was able to do. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, he, he hasn't had any signature moments. Like, I think the one, the games that, like, I think the Baltimore game last year, I think would have been a signature moment, but he got hurt. Um, I think the Minnesota game last year would have been uh, a signature moment, but, you know, they, they end up losing that game. And even the Dallas game is rookie here, but they lost in overtime. So it's just like I, I don't I don't know when that's gonna come. Hopefully it's, it's, it's this season. 
But yeah, at, at some point, let's say as fans, we're we're, we're praying, begging, hoping, pleading, whatever word you want to use, that some offensive talent at some point comes. Uh, some Fox world because they they need it badly because like I said, well, they, you look at all. Um, but again, it's like he's he is ignoring. Yeah. When, how did Jalen Hurts take a leap from one year to the next? Oh, they gave him AJ Brown. Right. Right. That wanted to be here. He right. Be here. <laughs> he added AJ Brown. You know, Joe Burrow. You know, they got him Jamar Chase. Yeah. Right. That elevated him to a. Tagovailoa. They got him uh, Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. You can't just have one. You need multiple. Multiple. Patriots don't even have one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You would would have thought that the Cincinnati uh, playbook would have been what Bill was going to do, too, because that proved that you don't even need to have a mediocre offensive line. If you just have one top five receiver... That, and a good quarterback, you're gonna you're going to be fine because Burrow was sacked more than anyone else since was it uh, David Carr back in o o two like yeah. it's it's wild. And, and also, they were seriously, they were seriously rolling the dice with that again. I thought, I thought so they 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 took Jamar Chase, but it's again the year before. You know that's when Burrow got broken, right? Yeah. And because they had nobody on the offensive line, so I'm thinking. They gotta go tackle. They gotta get the t- nope, nope. They went with the they went with the weapon, and you know eventually they got, you know, more help on the line. But again, they lose in the Super Bowl because uh, he got killed again. You know that they, they, you know he was running for his life the entire Super Bowl. So they finally last year bolstered that line, and they bolstered it even more this year. But. The formula there is get the weapons first, get the quarterback first, add the weapons, fortify the line. Right. You yep. build around the weapons. Like that is, and Bill knows this too. Like he, that's why it's so aggravating. I can only imagine how aggravating it is for you because you know that this man is intelligent and he, mm. he's, He's not dumb enough to to not see that that's an issue. So he's clearly just uh, setting himself up. Well, he's stubborn. He's stubborn because again, he thinks he's smarter than everybody else, and in most cases, it's true. But without, without Brady, he isn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's debatable. I mean, it's debatable his intelligence, but he can't. He can't just leave the offense to the side of the road, <laughs> you know? Right. And or win with any quarterback. He thought I mean he before I get to my, my, my Jack Jones question, so I'm I'm just itching to ask you about him. <clears throat> do you do you believe in Bill's heart of hearts he thought he could win ten games with Cam Newton in twenty twenty? Oh sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, he thinks he can win with. He thinks he can win with Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah Touche. Yeah. So okay. Angel Judge coaching the quarterbacks. That's. I mean, that's just yeah, it's so not, embarrassing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Just on on. on but some... but here's the kicker, though. So he makes a move, and you know, all of us. Pan- it's a what are you doing? We panned it. We panned it. 
But in the back of our minds, we're saying, well, you know, it's Bill. He has to know what he's doing, right? <laughs> you know, it's like you gave him the benefit of the doubt. Even yeah. though most of us wrote it and most of us thought it was insanity, mm -hmm. but because it was Bill, maybe, well, let's see. Yeah. You know? Let's see. Yeah, I mean, he was getting a lot of uh, criticism by us and everyone like yeah. us last year that said that he was that he lost his fastball. But I would just argue that someone who does not have this fastball would not abandon every offensive coaching skill set out there and say, you know what? I can still win without it. I think he bet on himself. He lost. It was exactly. A bet. Exactly. But he yeah. bet on himself, which you got you got to take some. Uh, I, I do. I do admire him for that. Before we get into uh, the Patriots win loss total, I think the, the 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 biggest story this week was that uh, Jack Jones, the, the the defensive back for the New England Patriots, uh, was just eight of his nine charges were dismissed for when he carried two loaded guns and uh, a loaded magazine uh, through TSA, uh, and he had a bulldog of a lawyer that was able to prove that he may or may not have known that that was in there. So, what do you what do you make of this entire storyline? Like, is is it a mere fact of she was just a good lawyer, or did, did it, I don't want to get anyone in trouble here? But is this because he was a New England Patriots player? Maybe a little both. But I'll tell you, if I get caught doing anything, I'm calling Rosemary Scarpiccio immediately. <laughs> 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 I hear that. <laughs> it's funny. She's so annoying, but boy, they just probably in there, they just want to get rid of say, okay, whatever you want. Just yeah, oh, yeah. Away. <laughs> yeah. And what, what I, the, the one question about this that I wanted to ask you is we saw what happened with Kendrick Bourne last year. He put in the doghouse because he, he talked back to Matt Patricia, who was an offensive savant apparently, and he was punished. Do you think? that Jack Jones will, will, will see the same punishment on the field for what he did off the field as, uh, as Kendrick Ward did last year. Well, he got worse punishment for allegedly talking back to Bill last year. If you think about it, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was sure. suspended. He was suspended, uh, you know, for, you know, not being diligent with his rehab or, Again, and, and again, I don't know this for a fact because I don't have the information, but it was reported that he talked back to Bill. Well, that's a big no-no. So he gets suspended. Um, and this is, he kind of got off cliche. That's <laughs> me. No. So, um, so that was worse. I think that the biggest thing with Jack Jones is this. He he just has a pattern, uh, and maybe because no one has drawn the line in the sand, and nobody has really he hasn't really felt repercussions for his actions. He gets tossed out of UCLA, USC, uh, robs a Panda Express, although that charge was reduced. Sure. Goes to Arizona State, you know, gets into another school, plays, and then he gets suspended again. I, I mean, maybe because he just hasn't, you know, 
the consequences for his actions haven't, you know, nothing has been egregious enough for him to, to straighten up. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to what happened, obviously, in the NBA with um, John Morant. Uh, to me, and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to I was a bit dismissive of this earlier when, when me and Micah spoke about this, but just hearing the certain things as, as, as it unfolded, as you just spoke about it. Yeah, of course, it was a sanity for him to do what, what he just did, really. Uh, like, I can't, I can't imagine you holding somebody up for arms chicken. Like, I think that that's just insane. But that was the case. It, it's, it's ridiculous. But... I, I just think they they unfortunately need him on the field, so I'm not sure if they punish him the way that they do. But you know, but for back to the John Morant uh, point real quick, I just think that they those those guys like that need better people in this circle. It's plain and simple. Um, and yes, they're grown men. Yes, they're you know probably the breadwinners across you know for for both of their families. Um, but that being said, you need better people in your circle because someone should say, hey, at some point. You know, this, this is three times that you have gotten away with something that may not be a fourth time. So, yeah. you know, hopefully someone's in his ear now, eventually, saying, hey, you know, this is this is not the way to go. What's I hope it's Rosemary, you know? Yo, yo. She's like, hey, I, I, I don't, I, you know, I got you. I got you out of this once. I right. don't want to do it twice. So, right. But we'll see. You know, hopefully she, she put the fear of God into him. Like, you know, <laughs> look... Yeah, yeah, I I get you off because I'm good, right? Right. And and they don't like me, but you can't. You you gotta be yeah. smarter, you know. And you can't just keep messing up and messing up and and expect everyone to clean up your messes. Right. Exactly. But the problem is, is if you're good, it's it's again these patterns just continue, continue, continue because right. you you get enabled. The Patriots obviously need him, have it, you know, and it's not like he's Stefan Gilmore good, right. but he's good right. enough and yeah. talented enough where they do need him. Yeah. And I and and I think given the again, and I think, you know, he had this I don't want to say rap sheet, but this pattern of behavior when they drafted him. Right. But they were willing to take a chance. They were willing to say, we'll put him in our in the culture in our room. He'll learn from McCordy. You know what I'm saying? He'll yeah. he'll ride the straight and narrow because again, the, the leadership in that room, Matthew Slater, Devin McCordy, uh, David Andrews, they'll they'll set him straight. Well, there's some people that still aren't set <laughs> aren't set straight. Right. If, Which is why. Yeah. I was going to ask because I think you're going to go there with, with me. I'm, now I'm I, I am in no way comparing the outcome of the, the of the situation, but how surprised are you in a post Aaron Hernandez world and as with the New England Patriots that you could read a headline that said two guns loaded magazine TSA, and that guy is still on the team. That that was like where everyone immediately went. Yeah, and again. Yeah. Two different situations. Yeah. I mean, two, you know, but after you've been through a, a, an Aaron Hernandez, again, as an organization, you wouldn't, you know, the last thing you want to do is have a situation that could possibly escalate. I'm not saying where somebody kills somebody, but something that's not right. good, yeah. you know? 
So you would think that they would have wanted to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. But, and again, they must. If you heard Rosemary <laughs> say, say right off the bat that he almost lost his job. Right. That's, so that they, was a dead giveaway that, that they already talked to him. I think, I think the Patriots or Robert Kraft, they were ready to say, yeah, we can't, we just can't go there. But I think after, guess what? Rosemary perhaps talked to <laughs> the powers that be in Foxborough and and basically, you know, gave her case to them and saying, he's not going to jail. This is, a, you know, he's going to be, I'm going to get him probation. So you don't, you know, you don't have to worry about him being in jail. You don't have to worry. And plus... And I actually believe it was just an innocently stupid mm -hmm. act on his part. Right. I, I don't think he had intentions of like holding up the plane or, you know, no, right, doing right. something sinister with the guns. He's just not bright. But if he wasn't a New England Patriot player and he had the exact same pattern in his past, there's no way he's walking out with just probation. Yeah. Now he would. I mean, now the well, president's if there. If it though. was any of us, Right. Oh yeah. Hey, oh yeah. It's, it's over. You know. I, I, I need to get her number. I'm gonna get Rosemary's number. <laughs> and that, but as I said, unless we get Rosemary, we're we're cooked. That's right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Right, 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 Before we go into because what we did last year is we went game by game. I mean, we picked wins and losses, and then we we tell it up at the end. I, I, I if you're okay with. You're okay with it. I'd love to do that again. I don't want to know how many games you think they're going to win before we, we run through this. Is, is that fair? All right. Yeah. I, I just hope I, 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 just hope I they come up with the same number that I. All right. <laughs> we, we, we're going to see. And I've been telling everyone, but go ahead. Week one versus the Eagles. Loss. Week two versus the Dolphins. Win. Mm. Oh. Oh, right. Oh, my. Well, they're going to lose oh. in Miami. Oh, yeah. Per usual. Yeah. Per yeah. <laughs> usual. So I have to pick them winning one of the two because I think they're going to split. Gotcha. Okay. Week week three at the Jets against Aaron Rodgers in the first half. Loss. Week four at Dallas. Loss. All right. So we're one and three. Uh, week five versus the Saints. Win. Okay, two, three. All right, then we then we get on McDaniel's at Las Vegas for week six. Loss. Love this. <laughs> then Buffalo at home for week seven. Loss. Really? Wow. Well, two and five. Wow. Okay. When when was the last time? Well, the only time they've split with Buffalo is when there was a flipping monsoon in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, Buffalo has dominated them and beaten them. To, 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 you know, twice every year. Yeah, ever since Brady left. All right, so heading into week eight versus uh, at, at Miami, we are now two and five, and you have them losing that game. So now they're Correct. two and six? Correct. All right, now we're facing the commanders, if that's what their name still is. Win. Right. Win. All right, so three and six. For now we're now we're against Anthony Richardson and the Colts. Win. All right, uh, a win in Germany, four and six. All right, week 12, at the Giants. Win. 
Really? Yeah. All right. 13 uh, versus the Chargers. What's the record now? If they're five and six. Five and six round. You know, I, I think the Giant. I mean, the, the Chargers are much better, but they always lose to the Patriots. Yes, and, and in and, December. And it's December, it's here, so I'm going to give the Patriots that game. And anyway, the, the Chargers, unfortunately, will be hurt by then. That's just that's, <laughs> what I'm, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Well, always... talk about one quarterback that Belichick has kind of, you know. Tortured. Tortured. Yeah. It's been Justin Herbert. Yep. Yeah. So until he figures it out, I got to go with the Patriots. Yep. Totally, totally agree. So you have them at six and six going into the week 14 matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lost. Six and seven. Then we're we're, uh, we're playing the Chiefs. Lost. (laughs) At Denver. You know. I would say in on paper, in theory, that's a that the Patriots should win that game, but it's at Denver, which is a tough place, and it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Loss. So you have them at six and nine right now. Yep. At Buffalo. Loss. <laughs> and, oh, then, and then against the Jets. Win. So, you, after we'll just call it forty-five minutes of, uh, of of talking me off the ledge, telling me that the Patriots will be better, be better, it will look better, have them finishing one game worse, right? Than last well, actually, year. I I think I'm coming out and something Mass Live has. I think I have them at nine and eight. <laughs> I do. I did, but now I'm trying to figure out. What other wins I possibly gave them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seven and ten. That, is that the type of a season that you think would get Bill no from power? No, no. And is that the sort of place we're better? I mean, if they're competitive in all these games, which I think they will be, which wasn't the case last year. If they look better and are simply beaten because the other team is better, as opposed to last year, they, I mean, not only were the other teams better, but the Patriots were a lot worse. Well, I think they'll be much more competitive. Um, but again, you know, a lot of these games are hard to predict too because of the thing of, you know, who's healthy and who isn't. I mean, I think last year the the Patriots actually took advantage of the fact that we're seeing a lot of second and third string quarterbacks or backups or rookies. That's not going to be the case this year. And, and, you know, unless, you know, Josh Allen gets hurt, unless Tua suffers a concussion. Tua has never lost to the Patriots. Never. Although I haven't losing one this year. I know. That's a stunt. Um, and as much as I think the Jets are going to be a lot better, it's it's still hard for me to totally dive into the to the hype, you know. Plus, at the end of at the end of the year, where I have them beating the Jets, I think Aaron Rodgers might be hurt. 
Really? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Caroline, they have offensive line problems too. Yeah, but they, they but they got the stud. They have uh, Garrett Wilson. I mean, he is a stud wide receiver. I mean, right, but if if Aaron's on his backside, how the heck is he going to get it to Aaron Wilson? Well, I, but I think. Do you think that the Jets' offensive line is worse than ours? If you stack it up, I don't think it is. And even if it was the same, I would. Now I'm not. I actually don't like Aaron Rodgers at all. Never have. I'd still say he has the ability to get the ball out quicker than Mac Jones with the with the same offensive line. Probably, probably. It, but just, just better arm talent too. So, yeah, just of course. But again, if if somebody's coming in from his blind side, he doesn't see it within right. a half second. Even if he gets rid of the ball, he's going down. Yeah. Nah, I'll see a lot of it. I just, you know, we'll see. I have them splitting with Miami and splitting with the Jets and losing both to Buffalo. So you have them two and four in the division. Yep. Yep. And what what do you think it would, sorry, Ray, what do you think it would take? Like, how many losses would it take for Robert Kraft to consider doing? I think if they go. Five and twelve, four and thirteen, three and fourteen, two and fifteen. Yeah, I think, I think that would, that would, probably might put it over the edge for Robert. Yeah. And and, and, and that and that and that was the case. Like I would want to be in the car driving him and loving it for myself. Like, that, <laughs> that, that would be insane. But my thing is now, as someone who follows college football, if they were to go to a champion in 14, that means they're being the Caleb Williams sweepstakes from USC. And yeah. <laughs> that means you get your quarterback if that's the case. Well, the, and it's, but there's quite a few quarterbacks, as we've seen, that yeah. it's going to be a great quarterback draft by the look yeah, of it. Well, yeah, so may, maybe maybe that's the – I mean, I thought they should have changed for Lawrence a few years ago. Um, but I think Bill was too prideful after yeah after Brady leaving. Well, what do you guys? Well, what do you guys see the record as? So I, so, I have them. Yeah. I have them in eight, eight and nine, but looking a lot better than they were last year. I just functionally think they're going to be a better offense because they I well, I agree. But but again, they the only layups they again, it's a really tough start that they have. Mm. The first four to six games are tough. They have those bunnies. Washington and Indianapolis in the middle. And then in the end, again, you have to play Buffalo, Miami, the Jets, Kansas City are in the close, you know, closing part of that schedule. Mm. So put it this way, if they if they break even, if they're two and two, that's a great I think that's a great start for them. Yeah. Because then you know, then they'll get the momentum in the middle of the schedule, which is technically easy, a little bit easier. And maybe if they if they get up around seven or eight wins before hitting the final four, you have to remember they've faded each of the last three four years in the final games. No, that that yeah. again that wasn't for me. It's like okay, prove it, prove it that you're different. Right during the twenty-year run, during the Brady years, God, they were unbeatable in December or after Thanksgiving because that's what Bill preached. 
and obviously having Brady helped, but you could like, you could bet the mortgage on them going five and one, six and oh, four and two at the worst over the final six games. They've been awful in the final six games. Awful. Like one and five awful. Two and four awful the last couple of years. Yeah. Or post Brady, let's say. Yeah. But it, even even in twenty nineteen, like twenty seventeen too. Right, but twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. They start A and O and then they got real old real fast against Baltimore right. and it was over after Think that. Think about this. I mean, the Patriots have typically, and this counts in the Brady years, haven't necessarily come out of the gates flying, but that's been okay because they, again, the Belichick method is he wants the team to be peaking right at the end, you know, right before the playoffs start. So -hmm. if you have a loss here and there in the first six games, it's okay because you're going to continue to get better, get better. Get the momentum rolling, get the ball rolling so that you just kind of, I don't want to say win out, but the losses in the in the start really didn't matter all that much yeah. during, you know, during their dynastic run. Right. Since then, their slow starts, you know, the one year where they actually won seven straight in the middle, the first Judon year, mm-hmm. and the first year I you know with Mac Jones they completely faded down the stretch. And you know Mac faded, Judon faded, the team faded. And it was hard to think that they were gonna all of a sudden revive when the playoffs started and Buffalo crushed them. And you know in that game. So so several narratives have to change. They can't start out as, uh, and again, starting out fast in this scenario, it's like two and two. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going, you know, it's avoiding 0 and 4 and 1 and 3. Again, the opponents are good. So if you, if you hang in those first four to six games, you know, come out, either three and three, four and two. Okay. Then you're going to build momentum going through Washington, going through Indy, going through that, you know, beating the chargers here because you always beat the chargers. Then, okay. Maybe, and that may, you know, give them a little confidence to do a little better toward the end of the year. We'll see. For me, I'm someone where it's like, you got to prove it. Right. Prove it that you're not going to fade down the stretch. Right. Prove it you can beat a mobile quarterback. Prove it you can beat an elite quarterback. Until they do, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a little on the reserve side when I'm picking them to win games. Yeah, no, because like even for me, like, so Mike had him in nine, you said you just mentioned seven and ten. Um, I actually had him in nine and eight. Uh, on a show that we did recently. And it for me, I think it's because they'll have some games where they didn't close, I should have closed. Like that week in December where they had the Chargers and the Steelers. Um, but what is worth, and I know most of it was with Brady, sometimes even with Bledsoe, 
Um, it has not mattered who's been the quarterback, uh, whether it's been in Pittsburgh or here. We, we beat them. They have not beat us when it mattered. I know they got us years ago when, you know, they broke up that 21-game uh, winning streak uh, years ago, but they used to do not beat us uh, when it mattered. So now I'm not completely sold on Kenny Pickett. He's gotten better, but I, I think that's the winnable game even in high school. Well, I did, you know, it's funny. I changed I changed my tune on that game because I had that as, you know, in the, in the realm of, you know, it's like playing Indy. It's like playing Washington, you know, kind of a middle road team that you can beat. And you did last year. Yeah. <clears throat> but I watched them in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And I, their defense is, has always traditionally been good. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And they're good again. Mm-hmm. But pick it in those weapons. Yeah. I mean, oh, my gosh. They, yeah, they are a skilled was, player yeah. factory. They just they always have good wide receivers. I, mean, they, I kinda like Kenny Pickett, but yeah. But here's yeah, the thing: he let me figure it out. I just think to me, there's still there's still room. You the love it if whoever's been picking receivers in the draft for Pittsburgh came to you know moved to Foxborough and started. Pick. I mean, they always hit it out of the park. With Always. they just know how to draft receivers. It's unbelievable. It's uncanny. They they get the right guys all the time. From plastic bowls, smaller as you name it. Yeah, it's, it's been great. They got Pickens. Who did the the Patriots get? Tyquan Thornton, and they moved <laughs> up to get Tyquan. Again, it's just. No. Oh, they are, made- are, are you out on him? Look, we didn't talk about him earlier. Are you are you out on him? As a, as a contributor for the team, I know I know he's out to week five at least, but I, I'm personally I'm done. I just I don't I don't want. It's, it's, it's just you can't be out on him. Uh, you know? tell, tell me tell me back off the ledge then. Okay, you you can't be out on him, even though all the signs aren't good. But he's the one guy who has something that nobody else has on the team, and that's speed. Yeah, and. You know, in his rookie camp, he showed even a little more than that. I mean, he showed, you know, he had a, it looked like he had an understanding of the game. It looked like he had an understanding how to write, run routes. Mm-hmm. And that, after he got hit and broke his collarbone, that all, <laughs> that's all seemed to go out the window. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't the same when he came back. Right. Uh, and, and all we've seen during... This camp in preseason, he just he hurt his hamstring. You know, he was missed the early camps. Uh, had a hamstring or something. Then it was a collar. Then it was this. Then it was that. It's, like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's you know, but maybe if he can stay on the field, yeah. And maybe again, all his missed time has hurt him tremendously, tremendously. Oh. You know, so yeah. if, he can, if he can never figure out how to stay healthy. Yeah. And they can work with him, or Bill O'Brien can work him w- with him, because mm-hmm. I know Bill O'Brien would find a way to utilize that speed, yeah. where someone would have to pay attention to him. Yeah, but he can't. He can't help from the sideline. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Now, now with a flip one in your hand, but I, I think just just to add on to that, because I, I obviously I, I sounded a bit harsh, but if, if we if we can duplicate what, or they can duplicate what. He did in the Cleveland game last year, you know, running the jet sweeps, 
you know, running, running a backside screen on, on like that, that type of stuff is th- those, those gadget plays. Like you saw the blueprint of what he should be in the NFL. He should be your Antoine Rendell 2.0. Um, you know, you know, so ironically that he played for the Steelers, but I'm like, to me, I think that's where he can be, you know, if, if he, if he's on the field. So yeah, I don't know. I just think he was there and then they went away from that. So I, I just, I, I, I think he can be a deep threat too. I mean, it was a, Oh. It was a uh, joint practice against the Green against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. He, you know, it was a long. I forget if it was Mac who threw the ball or Bailey, but it was a bomb down the left side of the field. And you know, the he got a little bit of separation from the coverage, but they closed as he was. But he made a like a sensational catch, mm-hmm. diving catch. But guess what? Yep. Yep. Goodbye, shoulder. Yep. Yeah. So you see the ability, but he gets hurt every stupid play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but but if you have someone on the field like that who makes those plays and doesn't get hurt, you have something. Right. Exactly. Right. So uh, this Sunday, 425, uh, Tom Brady returns to the house that Drew Bledsoe built with that he furnished. What do you... (laughs) Think that that atmosphere is going to be like, especially if the Eagles get off, get out to a, a pretty sizable lead at halftime. Yeah, it's like the well, <laughs> the Patriots are taking a chance that it's not going to be thirty to nothing at halftime, and then oh boy, just playing Brady, or maybe they—that's how they planned it. Like they're is like people will forget the score because Tom's here. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I don't know. I just know that. Or I am fairly convinced that it will. The place will be rocking at halftime, despite what ha- what happens, because it's almost like you're remembering back to that great time and good time, you know, and you're, you know, you're celebrating two decades of historical excellence. And Brady was the guy pulling the strings, basically. He was the he was he was the guy, he was the chief reason why it happened. And again, I don't want to diminish, you know, the players or cast around him because everyone, you know, the defense had to do something too. So and Bill Belichick had to do something too. But he was the he was the orchestrator, he was the conductor. Everything revolved around him. And again, he, you know, his once in a lifetime type of ability, which is what is competitive competitiveness that basically, again, spanned two, two decades to never want to lose. And, or not being satisfied with, one ring, two rings, three rings, four rings. No, still wanted the next one. He still always had the drive and desire for the next one. And it's, again, you can't replicate that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, some somebody's retirement, somebody's going to go well. Because when Paul <laughs> Pitts came back, we lost. 
when KG came last year, <laughs> when the time it's against Dallas, they we, we lost. <laughs> um, I think Dustin Pretoria, when he came back, they lost too. So it's just like something, somebody, somebody has to win <laughs> when a great player comes back for their retirement somewhere in this era. Like, so we have, so maybe, maybe, maybe Sunday they break the mold, even though well, they know that. <laughs> you know, some people have predicted an upset in the game basically because, yeah. again, it's, you're catching the Eagles at the right time. I mean, they're they're like the Patriots. They rest the, the starters for most of the preseason. You don't yeah. see them. And, you know, maybe you catch them having a little rust or not being quite as great and dynamic as they will be, you know, week six, seven, eight, nine through the, you know, through the rest, you right. know. Yeah, that, that's, that's the hope. So we, we've spent a good portion of the show, and I promise this is the last question, unless it goes on for a little bit longer. And then you say something interesting, Karen, which you always do, and I'll ask another <laughs> question. But I'll try. What do you think, or who do you think are the bright spots uh, of uh, for the New England Patriots going into this year? Because we've talked a lot about the, the what-ifs and the negative, but based on what you've seen at camp, who are the bright spots? Well, what do you define as a bright spot? The things that give you optimism and and maybe a smile as opposed to a, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the offensive side of the ball, it's Ramondre Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kendrick Bourne is going to make a lot of people smile mm-hmm. uh, this year. Again, based just on, he looked like a completely different player than the year before. Um, or he looked more like the player he was when he first got here. Yeah. And that was exciting. Sure. That was yeah. promising. Sure, sure was. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that Kendrick Bourne. But depending on, again, I'm not sure how much they, they'll be getting on the field, but I think the Mario Pop Douglas is an exciting player. And he's he's in the mold of their, you know, their slot receivers. He's in the mold of an Edelman, uh, a Troy Brown Amendola, you know, quick, quick as all get out. And, you know, he, he might be the, the one lone explosive player they have. Uh, the problem is, is how, how much are you going to be able to get him on the field? Because guess what? Juju's plays there. Uh, and, you know, are they, they're going to go heavy tight end sets. So, you know, they might only have two receivers on the field at a time. So he's, you know, because he's a rookie, he's down the depth chart. But I don't know, maybe some people will be hurt and you'll see more of him and then you won't be able to get him off the field. So I like uh, Kayshawn Booty too, but he's, again, even further down the depth chart and he might be like a healthy scratch from week to week. Uh, But... Yeah. I think for lacking lacking of a stupid pun, I think Demario will pop. If <laughs> if he's allowed to play, that's the offensive side of the ball. On defense, I think many of us think that Christian Gonzalez is gonna be a very, very good cornerback. Mm-hmm. By the same time, he's gonna go through growing pains this year. I yeah. mean and I don't know if people will have patience, but if you see him and watch him and just see his, how athletic he is, how fluid he is as a mover, you know, how he moves, 
again, you can see the promise there and you can see that he will probably develop into a very, very good cornerback. Yep. He's going to have growing pains, but if you have patience, I think he's going to be a bright, a bright spot ultimately on the defense. I think, I think Keon White is going to, is, you know, going to be great. I mean, I think their pass rush is going to be terrific and it could be really, really good if we see Barmore basically have the breakout type of season that we've all been waiting for. Waiting yeah. For, waiting yeah. For. Um, but I think with Keon White and Josh Uche and, and Matthew Judon, I think, you know, they, I think they're going to have a very good pass rush, which will help you know, which will help Christian Gonzalez with his growing pains, which will help their secondary. Um, it's a little unusual that they're going to have a little bit of a rotation in Devin's spot, <clears throat> free safety. Mm -hmm. I'm a little nervous about that, but I again, let's see how it plays out. Yeah. I, I, I like Mappu too. I, thought, I was just going to say his name. So he, hopefully he dominates. They oh. haven't. I think there was one. It might have been the final preseason game um, where you could think. Again, Bill has always had these linebackers or big, hulking, tall, you know, destroyers. But the game has changed and the game has gotten faster. And receivers are faster. Tight ends are faster. Running backs coming out of the backfield are faster. You need speed at linebacker. And this kid has it. He can move from side to side. You know, it's what's been missing from the middle of from yeah. the second level the past three or four years. And they've just kept getting torched. Well, the other thing is also if if – you know, the mobile quarterbacks. They have nobody that right. can keep up with the mobile quarterbacks. I think Marte is a partial answer to some of their problems. No. But again, is he rookie? How much is he going to get on the field? I, I think, you know, based on how they used him, based on how we saw them, even in the early camps and the assignments he was given, they know how good he is. They know how smart he is. But we'll see. I mean, who are you going to take off the field for him to play? That's right. what you want to see. Yeah. Well, Karen, thank you so much for, for spending the evening with us uh, here on the eve uh, of, of the NFL uh, regular season kicking off. Uh, for those that don't know uh, and that you've been living under a rock, where can they find you if they want to read anything of any of your stories or interact with you on social media? Well, you can go to the Mass Live website. Uh, or you can go to uh, kgarigian at masslive.com. Uh, so, again, plug in Mass Live. I'm sure I'll show up somewhere. I do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, as I said, it, it's been, a, it's been a, a, a nice transition for me, and I'm pretty much doing the same thing. Uh, so uh, that helps. And but I'll probably be branching out and doing a few other things as well. I, um, but 
We'll see. I, I mean, I, I really hope the Patriots prove me wrong. Well, same. Well, that's same. Yeah, I'm on it. And and you know, I'm not I'm not shutting down the possibility of that happening. But as I said, I, I they're gonna have to prove some things to me before, you know, I'm willing to, you know, the pendulum goes to the way of you know, maybe they could creep up to 10 wins yeah. I'm not there yet I'm still <laughs> I'm still on the other side so let's see well uh, like I said thank you so much for, for joining us at it's so for Ray Sean thank you, yeah. thank you Carrie Gregan this is Michael Margangelo saying thank you so much for listening to this in the point and we'll talk to you next week Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour.